Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey, Matt here. Welcome to another episode of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is way back Wednesday. This is the day where we reach back into the archives and pull out old classic episodes. And we've been reaching back into the archives of the Do-Over podcast, the podcast that started it all. And I got another great one for you today. Enjoy. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career. Save your business. Save your health. Save your relationships. Save your life. Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Welcome. This is episode 59 of the Your Do-Over podcast, and this is the place where I show people who want more out of life, people dissatisfied with their current situation, people who are sick and tired of being sick and tired, or, or even people that are okay with life right now, but they just want a little bit more out of it. This is the place where I show them all how to start over and begin a new life, setting goals and objectives so that they can create wealth and create financial freedom and, and create the lives of their dreams and then live that life Live those lives to the fullest. You can get your do-over started fast by laying a solid foundation when you download the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over for free at freedoover.com. It's a 55-minute MP3 audio program that I made just for you with three specific steps on how to get success as you start over. And it's yours for free at freedoover.com. Okay, so two episodes ago, uh, episode number 57, we touched on three ways that you're sabotaging your do-over and, and how you don't even know it. And it revolved around your decisions, you know, deciding what to focus on, deciding uh, what you make things mean, and deciding what you're going to do about it. And there's one element, a very important element of that conversation that I failed to bring up. So I want to do that today because it probably does warrant a, an entire episode all of its own. 
You know, as I've shared on this show before and in many episodes, I mean, when it comes to decisions, the best thing you can do is to make the right decision. The next best thing you can do is to make the wrong decision. And the worst thing you can do is to make no decision at all. Now, even if you accept my logic, it might not be enough to implement it, meaning there is a serious impediment to using the power of your decisions to their full potential. And that impediment is our fears of making the wrong decisions. We're very afraid of making the wrong decisions. You know, even if you understand that the the best thing you can do is to make the right decision and the worst or the next best thing you can do is to make the wrong decision and the worst decision that you can make is making no decision at all, even if you know that, there's still a huge amount of fear around making the wrong decision. So what you've got to do, you just basically got to push that fear aside. I mean, you're going to mess things up. I guarantee it. You will make wrong decisions. I mean, I make them daily, but I expect to. You see, it's just the the nature of making decisions. Some you get right and some you don't. But you got to keep making them to uh, continue your progress, to continue moving forward. You see, I'm focused and committed to my goals, but I maintain flexibility in the decisions that I make to get there. I look at the consequences. I evaluate and I learn from them. And then I use those lessons that those bad decisions blessed me with to make better decisions in the future. It's just kind of how it works. You know, I love this quote. Success is the result of good judgment. Good judgment is the result of experience. And experience is often the result of bad judgment. See, much of your success is going to be laced with bad judgments. It may even be built on bad judgments. I mean, that may may be the foundation. And wrong decisions can frequently be the building blocks of your success. So as you commit to your goals, commit to learning from your wrong decisions, from your mistakes, instead of just beating yourself up about them or, or being afraid to actually make them at all. I mean, if you don't, you're destined to make the same mistakes again in the future. So, you know, if, if you want to get something you've never had or something that you don't have right now, you're going to have to do something that you've never done. And that right there says you'll have to venture into the unknown where all of the wrong decisions await. They're waiting for you. But that shouldn't be scary. That should be good news. It's very good news because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. And if what you're after inside of your do-over is of any significance whatsoever, not only will you have to do something that you've never done before, you're likely going to have to do it multiple times. I mean, in other words, you're going to have to learn a new skill. You know, to get something that you've never had before is going to require a new skill to get it. And we all have skills. And at one point, we didn't have them though, right? I mean, there's something that you know how to do that took you practice and and repetition to get there. We all have skills, but at one point, we didn't have that skill. You know, to attain them, we had to learn them, and we had to learn through repetition, doing something over and over until it became a part of you. And when it becomes a part of you, that's when life gets easier. That's when your do-over will get easier. That's when uh, the cloudy mist in front of you right now will start to clear up and you'll start to see the finish line. You'll start to see the results. You'll start to experience it. And, and you know, as I explain this to my coaching clients, invariably, I get this question though. The question is, how long is it going to take, right? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do the repetition. I'll go learn the new skill, but, but how long is it going to take? 
And that question is usually wrapped up in the context of, I don't have a lot of time. I need to make money right now, Matt. I need to get results right now. I don't have time to go learn something else. Of which we know isn't really true. I mean, because, you know, if you look in your past when you thought you needed something right away, I mean, you thought, I have to have this right now. I've got the bills due tomorrow. I've got to pay it tomorrow. And, or someone's going to kill me or I'm going to die or whatever it may be. And when you didn't get it right away, look it, you survived. <laughs> You're here, right? So you didn't need it right away. And I mean, it would have been nice to have had it, probably would have been more comfortable, but you didn't need it. I mean, we all get to the words that we use in our conversation. I mean, we'll get to those types of words that we use in, in an upcoming, upcoming episode. But I mean, those words that we use, like I need this right now, they have a significant impact on our lives and on our emotions and, and on our results. But I don't want to get into that right now. I want to stay on subject. So, so the question is, how long will it take? And my typical and swift response is, how long do you want it to take? And that answer is rarely received very well. People are looking at coaching. They want the answer. They want the magic formula. They want the pill. They want the silver bullet. But when I give it, I'm not being a smartass. I mean, I really mean it. I mean, if you take a particular action, if you take that action 10 times a day to develop a skill while the ordinary person takes that action, say, once a week to learn their skill or, or once a month, really, in most cases, you'd have 10 weeks. If you took that action 10 times a day, you'd have 10 weeks or, or 10 months of experience in one day. And as a result, you will soon master your new skill, definitely much faster than the ordinary person. And probably somewhere down the road, I can vouch for this and with many of my coaching clients as well, somewhere down the road, you'll be referred to as lucky or talented or gifted or you're special. (laughs) When in reality, it's not at all the case. You know it's not the case. You know it's not the case because you just worked more in a smaller frame of time than most people do. And this is a really, really powerful distinction that you can use for anything. I mean, in any area of your life. For example, at the beginning of this year, I joined a CrossFit gym. And I absolutely love it, by the way. And and if you don't know what it is, I mean, go to YouTube and just search CrossFit. I mean, there's more videos about what CrossFit is than you could possibly ever watch. Anyway, these CrossFit workouts, they require out-of-the-ordinary flexibility and, and in many cases, out-of-the-ordinary skills. And, you know, the first time you go in, you feel a little bit like a fish out of water. I mean, especially if it's been uh, a while since you've done anything physical, if it's been a while since you've been working out and... And it, I had been had led a rather sedentary lifestyle just prior to joining this gym. And, and you know, I've, I've worked out my entire life off and on. So I have been in the gym in the past. So it's not as foreign to me. But, you know, up to this point in my life, you know, workouts have just, they've been very traditional. You know, you, you do some bench press, you do some arm curls, you do some squats, some sit-ups. And then, you know, you hit the treadmill or a stationary bike, something like that. I've done a lot of all of those traditional exercises, a lot of those traditional workouts. But with CrossFit, it's way, way different. I mean, there's no bench press. There's no arm curls. There's no treadmill. But you do get to do squats. <laughs> Lots of squats. Multiple variations of squats. And, and there's a lot of technique involved, which I never had a clue. No one ever taught me the skill of doing a squat properly. And I had no idea. And now that I'm doing it properly, I'm lifting almost double the weight that I used to lift. It's amazing. Just by having the right skill and the right technique. 
I just, I never had a clue. I mean, I could take up a few episodes describing all of the different types of exercises that we do. And, and, and that's a major reason for why I like it so much. Really, it's just the variety. I think after seven months, we've only repeated two or three of the workouts. So now one of the exercises that shows up frequently in the workouts is something called double unders. And it's when you jump rope and the rope passes under your feet twice per jump. That's why they call it double unders. It goes under you double times with one jump. Now, I can jump rope. I've always been pretty good at that. No problem there. But this double under thing, not so much. But it's no big deal, though. I mean, if if you can't do double unders during the workout, you can just scale it down and, and do triple the number of single jumps. And that's what I had been doing for about six months. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I started to look around the gym and I noticed that I was the only one doing the single jumps. Everyone else was doing double unders. And I was like, this is weak. Come on, Matt, you're better than this. I'm the only one here now that can't do them. So armed with this distinction that we've been discussing, how long will it take to master the skill? You know, as long as you want it to take. And I just had no reason to go make it happen. I mean, I I just, after six months, I just do triple the jumps. Everyone does 20 double unders. I do 60 singles. No big deal. But I wasn't progressing. I wasn't challenging myself. That wasn't what I'm supposed to be doing. It was just to do that until you can actually get to the point where you can do the double unders. But I wasn't even practicing the double unders. So I wasn't making any progress there. So armed with this, hey, it's just going to take as long as I need it to take. I knew that if I wanted to have those double unders under control by the following workout, I just had to make a commitment to learn and pack a month's worth of practicing into one day. And that's what I did. And you know what? After only about 20 minutes of focused practice, only 20 minutes of focused practice, six months had passed and I couldn't do them. And after only 20 minutes of focused practice, I had them down. A little shaky, but I had them down. I was doing it. I mean, it was just so much easier than I thought it was going to be. And because I was terrible at it at first, I thought it was going to be really difficult and take a really long time to learn. So I never really tried to learn. I just kept on putting it off. And then in six months, I mean, I, I, I basically just over six months, I took the wussy way out. <laughs> I was a wuss. And I just hit a point where my ego was messing with me. My ego... It looked around and I saw everyone else was doing it and I wasn't. So I forced myself to learn. Now, I I got these double unders down. And, you know, just yesterday we had a workout where we had to do 50 push press, 100 squats, 150 sit-ups, and then finish with 200 double unders. And the weight for the push press was a little heavy for me. So I fell behind in, in, uh, because it's kind of somewhat of a, it's not necessarily a competition. I guess there's an underlying unsaid competition in CrossFit because there's other people in the in the gym doing the, exa- uh, the same workout as you are at the same time. So you always got your peripheral vision on the next guy to see how far along they are or how much they're lifting. So there is this underlying tone of competition. So I kind of fell behind a little bit with the push press. It was a little bit heavy for me and, and I'm okay with the squats, but still not as strong as most of the people there. So I fell even a little bit more behind. And then when it was time for the 150 sit-ups, I kept pace, okay? I'm okay with my sit-ups. I kept pace with the with the group, but when it was time for the 200 double-unders to move on to that final stage, because I had committed to a month's worth of experience in one day to get them down just a week before that, I made up much of the ground be- that I'd lost because I was now better than most of the class in those double-unders. 
That's what developing a skill can do for your final results. It's, it's how you beat the competition. It's how you win. Or not necessarily beat the competition, but you eliminate the competition so you don't have to worry about it. And it's just, it's really how you succeed. And it's why your do-over can be a success. So let me ask you, where are you being? I'm going to be direct with you, okay? Where are you being a wussy in your do-over? Where are you wussing out? Where are you taking the easy path out? What are you avoiding? What skill, if you were to acquire, would impact your results the greatest? And don't tell me that there isn't one, because there is. There always is. There's always some new skill to learn, or one that could be vastly improved on, that will impact your results, always. Because it's if you don't have what you want, there's something that you're not doing, or you're not doing it as well as you could be. So there's something that you could take on new, a new skill that you could take on, or you can improve on one that that's uh, somewhat lackluster. So let's just basically ditch the fear of making the wrong decisions. Let's stop being a wuss, stop being a wussy, and let's take on a new skill or improve a skill that we already have. Stop whining about it, okay? Stop whining about it. No wussies allowed. Hey, it, it's rarely fun to learn something new. I get it. It's not fun to learn something new. And face it, it's impossible to learn something new and look good. So give that up. Let that go. All right, stop stop trying to or avoiding learning something new because you're afraid people are going to look at you and they're going to laugh at you or they're going to point or they're going to make fun or, or they're going to talk behind your back or whatever it is just because you appear not to be too so good at it. Hey, that's inevitable. It's impossible to learn something new and look good. So give that up. Stop being a wuss. What activity can you take on and commit to 10 times per day? How can you pack 10 months of activity into one day? I mean, just do it 10 times per day. And here's what you'll find. It's easier to learn fast than it is slow. It's easier to learn fast than it is slow. When I took on those double unders in 20 minutes, boom, I had it because I committed to it. And you're going to find most skills are like that. It might not be 20 minutes, depending on the skill, but you're going to find it's a lot easier to learn fast than it is slow. Because you see, when you spread your learning out over 10 months, say, let's say, and you let too much time pass in between attempts, you tend to forget much of what you learned previously. And then you got to recap. You got to somewhat start all over. And that really slows things down. I mean, hey, you just said you need to be successful right now, right? You've got bills to pay right now, right? Well, do what you've got to do to acquire the skills that will pay you what you need to get, what you want right now. Does that make sense? Because <laughs> nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to give it to you. A skill you have to acquire all on your own. And that's how you're ultimately going to be rewarded in society. You know, I remember when I was, right, when I was bagging groceries, I was debating, uh, do I w- want to go back to school and go back and get a degree? Because certainly bagging groceries wasn't an option for me much longer. and. I thought about it. I was 34. So I got to go back to school. I only had one year of college under my belt. So I probably forgot everything that I learned there anyway. So I got at least four years of college I'm going to take on. So 34. I'm going to be 38 years old by the time I get my degree. I was like, ew. I don't want to be 38 years old and inviting people to my graduation. But in hindsight, I look at it 
And this is one of the most powerful distinctions I've ever had right now, because now I'm going to be 43 next month. And, you know, it's unfortunate we learn these lessons when half of our life has passed, but that's just kind of how it works. But when I was 34 years old, those four years were going to pass anyway. So where did I want to be in those, after those four years had passed? Did I want to be 38 with the degree? Or did I want to be 38 without a degree? And that's not, that's not to, to talk about whether a degree is a good decision or not. It's to talk about whether whatever you're avoiding right now, if you're putting it off because, you know, you feel you're too old or you're not going to, it's, it's going to take too long. Whatever it is, that time is going to pass anyway. So say it's a skill that's going to take you a year, but you don't want to take off a year or, or, or commit a year to learning it. Well, that year is going to arrive anyway. Where do you want to be once that year does arrive? Do you want to be who you are right now in a year? Or do you want to be who you are right now with that new skill in a year? It's going to happen either way. Okay, but you've got to do it. You've got to acquire the skill on your own. Nobody's going to do it for you. And like I was saying, that that's how you're ultimately rewarded in society. It's based off of your skill. I mean, each and every one of us are compensated based on what we do, how well we do it, and how difficult it is to replace us. You got that? Compensated based on what we do, how well we do it, and how difficult it is to replace us. So, whatever it is that you do, do what you do and do it well. And be difficult to replace. And you get there by learning fast. That's the first step. Block out some time each day to practice whatever it is that you need to learn or improve on that will impact the results within your do-over the most. You got it? I want you to block out some time each day, every day, a little bit of time or a lot of time. It just depends on how fast you want it to happen. But block out a little bit of time each day to practice whatever it is that you need to learn or whatever it is that you need to improve on that's going to impact the results within your do-over the most. Stop being a wuss. Okay, that's it for today. God loves you and so do I. I am Matt, the do-over guy, and I will see you on the next episode of Your Do-Over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over. To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dooverguru. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.